Hi everyone, my dad Dallas and his mate Jono keep on making uh, brilliant episodes of the Dad Game podcast each week. I am sure this one will be a cockatoo, I mean a crackatoo. Also, Ocean Soul keep on supporting the lads and I love that Ocean Soul also support the environment. And you can check out their stuff at ocean-soul.com.au or on Facebook at Ocean Soul AU. Welcome back to the Dad Game Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope it's a memorable first listen. Uh, it's a pretty good episode, I think, to join in on as you've missed out on the raspiness that came Ooh, from this yeah. microphone last week. So apologies to people last week. Hopefully you all got through that episode well enough and, and you're still with us for this week. So thanks for joining in, guys. We're going to talk a little bit about making and learning from mistakes tonight. How are you going, Dallas? Good. How are... No, no, just kidding. No. <laughs> Sound like Terry Wallace. <laughs> um, good. Really good. Good week. Short week. Up early on Monday for the dawn service. Yep, so were we actually. Yeah, which actually was really good this week in some ways is that maybe off the back of COVID and and some lack of government funding around our area, it was a very pared back dawn service that didn't didn't have all the bling to it. And and I think some over the years have sort of almost turned into like almost these kind of concert style, you know, almost breaking into sort of these sort of celebrational style sort of services. Mm. Whereas this one this year probably almost went completely the other way. It was pretty short and sharp, but it was very reflective and much more of a service um, in itself and didn't have all the bling. So, so. Uh, me, and, me and the old man, Clipper, as yep. people would know from the podcast, got up nice and early out to, out to Torquay, which is a beautiful service. And, it is. Um, started the week off that way. We, Yana and I, my wife, have been regular attenders at the Dawn service the last few years, but since having the children, it was, you know, little kids, it was just a bit of a, in the too hard basket, I think, just to get mm-hmm. up, you know, 4, 4.30 in the morning and, and head off and then put yourself at the mercy of the kids for the rest of the day being all tired. So mm-hmm. we thought this year was the time to do it. And we did. We woke up at 2 a.m. In the, in the morning to torrential rain and thought, oh, wow. oh, here we go. But luckily we had booked in at a cafe near our place on the lake the guy that we know there actually runs a dawn service every year that was unbeknownst to us. So he put that on and we thought, let's just do it. And luckily it was indoors. Usually they have it outdoors because it's a big cafe. It's quite a big one. He was able to fit everyone inside. Gee whiz. So they, yeah, they had a few, few of the um, old guys there running it and the national anthem. And then he puts on coffee and bacon and eggs too. But did you guys have the national anthem for New Zealand? Of course. Yeah. We have it. We have it at school every year too. And we have it at, and obviously it's in the, it's actually, so it's, it's one of the best far, national anthem in the world. I was going to say, as far as um, national anthem goes, it's a banger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find myself singing it for days afterwards. Yeah. And pretending I know how to sing in the, in the Maori, but I think we need to see if we can somehow adopt their national anthem. Like ours is fine, Oh yeah. but it's so inspirational. No wonder they always win the rugby because then they go on from the national anthem followed by the haka. Yeah. Man, I could run through a brick wall if I had those. No, those it is a really. I've heard the national anthem New Zealand played like acoustically with it, like a, um, yes. a, a Maori New Zealander singing it. And it just sounded so cool. Mm. Um, and it is better than ours, I think. Definitely. Anyway. In my opinion, it is anyway. Yep. How's, um, how's work been this week then? Nice short week for you? Yeah, short week. Still got to squeeze five days worth of work in the four, four yeah. days of being in the office. Um, tomorrow, actually, though, one of those, you know, those PD days that, that a lot of work 
places do so personal mm-hmm. development days and i've done you know probably in my close to sort of 20 year professional work life have done oh, 15 of these sorts of different <laughs> things and yeah. I probably started off and I wonder if you can help me out here, but huh. you know, when it was booked in for me, so as people would know who have followed along the podcasts, I've been in this role, been in this new job, um, yep. new place of work now for a few months. Yep. So this is the first version of these I'm going through. And my first thought was a little bit of oh, another one of these, like <laughs> another survey to tell me, you know, what my leadership style is and yeah. who, what my personality traits are like. And I'm like, really? I don't. <laughs> and I sort of thought, like, what, what more do I sort of have to do to learn about this stuff? And yeah. I think this topic this week about making mistakes and and we were sort of joking off, off air before about kind of making mistakes is also what you rephrase as like freestyle learning. Like it's yeah, this yeah, idea yeah. of, you know, and maybe I need to be my head in the game around, look, there is possibly something still that I do need to learn and be positive about, about these processes and any opportunity to be self-reflective and an opportunity to, to have, you know, some analysis or critical analysis into my own um, ways of doing things is, has got to be seen as a positive. So. Yep. Well, yeah. the, um, the optimism in me, and, and we've talked about optimism a few weeks ago, would like to give you some advice on, on going in with an open mind and, mm. and you'll probably still learn something and, and you sort of get it, get in what you, but what do you, what is it? You put, put in what you put back. Yeah. That's a uh, wheat mix. <laughs> no, Nutri-Grain. We, we are terrible. Well, with no, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're not sponsored by any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I was just the joking me, joking side of it was like, what if you just flipped all of your answers? If you know, when you do those personality traits or your leadership styles or something you just put in complete wrong answers all the time they are all slightly different aren't they like you know yeah some are answers where you hmm. you know rate on a scale of never to always other this one was it was three questions but you only could answer two of the questions with Ugh. like one of them was always the other was never out of the oh, three so no in between was, yeah and there was 46 question of three options of each sort of one of those it's very very weird but i'm always an in-between person i'm always a sometimes or unsure yeah, There's yeah. A, there is also i suppose the other way to look at these sort of personal development opportunities all these you know self-reflective opportunities is sometimes it's also an opportunity to sort of revalidate that you know the thought processes that you have about yourself so if nothing else after tomorrow I continue to know what I know about myself and I haven't learned anything. I haven't, there's no shocks or surprises. Yep. It, it means that I can just, I do have relative self-awareness and I can continue doing what I'm doing. So I'm going to try and be positive. It, it gets harder though. You, I remember 15 years ago, I sort of loved this sort of stuff. Yeah. And wondering why people who were older than me hated it. <laughs> and now, yeah. <laughs> this will be us in 20 years still doing this podcast. Yeah. I, I love that well-being stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, so look, it's good. It, it, it is great, obviously, to be a part of a industry organization that, that continues to invest in this sort of stuff as well. I can see where yeah. it's beneficial, but um, when these, when the email comes, you know, into your inbox and it's like, oh, we're going to do another one of these days, you're thinking, ah, oh, here we go. So, <laughs> well, you better, you better slow down your sips there. I saw you just holding up one of these, um, nice big, almost cocktail glasses that you're drinking from, or something there. What have you got in that drink tonight? Well, this might be a um, a listener guess guess game, ah, or, or for yep. people to come in bit because I don't want to 
say the name of it because I think the moment the world is sort of cancelling half of the name at least. Oh, right. Um, okay. But also for those playing at home, if you do want to guess what drink I'm um, drinking tonight, um, just by the sound, can you tell what it is? <laughs> I'll no, go with no, liquid. Ser- it's a liquid. No, seriously. Um, the hint is the dude drinks a ton yeah, of these in the okay. Big Lebowski. Well, funny that. I, I only just watched that, I don't know, start of this year. It was one of those movies I think I had seen, yeah. but just never really sat and watched properly. So I sat down one night and watched it. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. Good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. And good drink too. Yes, I get it one is. Too. Um, well, that's a step up on what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, what, I'm what, just, what have you got tonight? Just got a Peroni tonight. Okay. You know, we've got our big Italian audience that we used to joke about a bit. So yeah. I've got the green bottle tonight. I think I've done an episode with the the brown bottle with the red okay. label. So tonight's the green one, the more traditional one. And the it's Peroni. The, yeah, the Nast. Oh, I shouldn't even try this. Nastru Azuru. Do it again. I can't roll my R's. Yeah, Nastro Nastro Azuru. Okay. I you could not have said that out. more. Any like, terrible. Any more, more sort of ochre. I know. And usually Azuru, I do. Yeah. I learned Italian in school too, so I probably should be able to. Um, no, you didn't. To do a little bit of that. Oh, maybe. You were tr- you were trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now, uh, before we get onto this tonight, mate, into the topic, I need to address the elephant in the room here. And you're looking great, but a little bit shinier than usual tonight. So you've gone the gone the full shave of the head. Is that right? I have. I've so, yeah. yep, sheared right back. Looks good. Thank you. So I think I'm just going to have to now commit to this. Let's let's be honest. And and this podcast, if nothing else, is about being really honest with each other and vulnerable and. Mm-hmm. The reality is that if I hadn't have shaved it off, it was it was happening anyway. <laughs> and the yeah, wispiness okay. at the front in particular yeah. was getting quite silly. So I've gone and decided I'm going to shave it. And I, I think I've got to get to a position now where this is what I, this is who I am. Yep. But more so than any other haircut, I think this is, I'm wondering if life now, my whole life has to now accessorize to my hair. <laughs> as a bald person yeah right eh? this is your new persona well i kind of feel like the clothing choices i make now are based on the fact that i'm a bald person yep okay i feel like the decisions that are that are made in any way that i look yep. that, uh, you know facial hair i think facial hair will now change for the rest of my life yeah, because i'm a go bald nice person yep yeah so <laughs> I, I and then i have to decide on am i because at the moment it's like a one and a half or a two. Okay. So, and then, you know, do I get to a point where even that looks like it's got some male pattern boarding elements <laughs> to it? And do I even go, go deeper? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and I, the question I had, do you reckon a popped collar would look good with a? <laughs> it does look good with anything, really. No, that's right. Uh, I was just thinking, of, please welcome to the stage, shaved heads and pop collars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that sounds quite catchy. Well, yeah. I've got a few things for you. I, I, number one, I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't try to just go the comb over and just keep going and going with it. and Because that's that's a great look when it's so obviously the, See, gone. the thing is, John, I, like, I know we joke and we are getting older and things. I was actually getting to that point. Yep. Like I was, yep. yeah, it was not was far from a comb over. Oh no. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say was you could start just Googling, not Googling, but like following Vin Diesel and just what he goes for. Cause you've got that sort of look going on for you, I think. Yeah. But so not the, the rock thing, maybe. Yeah. The rock. The rock's yeah, better. Than, I think in Similar my opinion, type. 
this will this will create a big debate about I'm sure amongst our listeners, but in my opinion, the rock is a higher grade than I think Vin Diesel is like home oh, brand yeah. rock. Yeah, there's no debate there, I don't think, these days in, yeah. in at the moment. Um but the other thing is you should get a moustache because you know the old strongman look from the circus with the shaved head and the big moustache? That's a cool look. <laughs> yeah, with a tight white singlet. Yeah, like or, a, or into, a, leopard, a leopard print leotard. I'm sure tucked you into high pants. <laughs> yeah, oh, the leopard print leotard. That's right. Yeah, yeah um, wear that the, to the gym. The other look I'm going for, and I'm a bit nervous to say this because I might get slapped, is Will Smith's wife. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I won't say her name. I will keep her name out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah. That's topical, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. As we alluded to earlier, we're going to start talking tonight about something we haven't really touched on this yet, but it does really tie in with most of the subjects I think that we've covered already, like such as optimism, etc. So you sort of came to me with this one this time, Del, which is great, and we sort of thought we'd start talking about why making mistakes is yeah. actually a good thing. And it's, it's, we get taught this since little kids really, don't we? It's, you know, that's how you learn, you make mistakes, etc. We We do, but like, obviously you're a teacher and I suppose from an education, so from a learning perspective, as yep. we go through formal education, your schools yep. and stuff, yep. I suppose it's a, it's a very different beast to that. What I was sort of, what we were terming before is like, freestyle learning which is that yep. making of mistakes and just sort of trying to figure it out as you go i don't know much about teaching at all but you know you go in with that like, <laughs> like <do> I. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome um so can you just go and speak to some people at work tomorrow yeah, I'll find, out find out a bit more but i understand it's a nurturing environment at schools of course but the yeah. idea is to obviously be on a on a trajectory of just you know that learning learning curve as we've spoken about before the learning pit yep. of just sort of supporting people in a, in a structured learning environment so there is an element of not wanting to make mistakes particularly as you get out of formal learning environments into work into being a parent whatever we are petrified of making mistakes mm. and therefore we often i think can be paralyzed you talk to new parents and they don't know what to do yeah because yep. they don't want to try anything that's wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm wondering at times, where is that coming from? And, you know, without being too negative on the formal education, it, it, there must be an element of, of that. That Yeah. Yeah, so, but to me, yeah, it's this sort of idea of freestyle learning and, and being vulnerable and being really open with ourselves. And I, I like to think of it as a bit of like evolutionary as well. Yep. How did people figure out how to do things back in the day? Yeah. Like before there was before YouTube videos. Yeah, before there was <laughs> how to like, fix a fence. <laughs> you know, when when the, the first humans were having babies and keeping them yeah. alive. Now, fair enough. Not maybe their mortality rate was different to yeah, ours these yeah. days. But there's a there's something you've got to listen to in yourself. You've got to trust yourself. You've got to realize that there will be some mistakes that aren't fatal that yep. you can make. But it's really funny, right? Because a couple of generations. So I'm having a conversation with my daughter this week about trying new things and mm. even floated the idea of like Oz kick with her and she's nice. sort of semi-interested, but she's really nervous because she's never really done that sort of stuff before. And I'm, I'm trying to sort of encourage her to, yeah, but that's why you go along to these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so Anzac day, as I said, me and the old man head off to the dawn service. And afterwards we go get brekkie, have a coffee, whatever. And at one point 
because I've been daydreaming a lot about playing a bit more golf, I sort of said to the old man, why don't you join a golf club or something like and go play golf? Now, he's not played a lot before. He didn't have time. You know, he wasn't someone who um, had a lot of spare time when he was not retired and now that he's retired. And his first response was as a older, you know, as, as someone who's gone through so many swings and roundabouts of life and raised three kids and done all that, oh, but I don't think I know how to play. And I realised that I'm having this same conversation with a 10-year-old and someone seven decades older than that (laughs) about the same sort of thing. Now, I reckon if they were to both turn on me and have the same conversation, I'd probably make up a similar excuse. You know what I mean? But then I sort of thought like this this crippling fear of not knowing or, yeah, it's just... No, well, yeah, you're spot on. That's it's funny that you think like that because we probably do that all the time. We're all guilty of it. Mm. We say, "Oh, yeah, I don't want to start that. I'm not going to try that because I don't know how to do it." Mm. And I think I'm probably guilty of it at home too. I, I luckily lately I've, I've tried to fix everything myself, and yep. it may not turn out as well, but at least I learn for the next time. Yeah. So yeah, instead of getting somebody in, it, it's one of those things where you. you it, that's why trial by error is a saying. Yeah. Because you learn as you go. And you yep. make your mistakes, then you fix things up and you'll you learn it or you work it out or you talk to other people. Yep. So, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, that these days, and it's funny you mentioned before about school because I was just thinking, like when we do plans or lesson plans or we think about what we're going to teach, you don't very rarely will you put in there, like allow kids to make a mistake here mm. at this point. Yeah. You will model it for them or they'll have a go at it, but you do obviously give them chances to have things, oh, of go things themselves. Yeah. But I say to them every year, at the start of every year, I say, I will not get cross if you make a mistake. Yeah. If you are trying to do the right thing. So, but there are so many kids who get, you know, they, they just, they get stuck or they freeze as soon as they make a mistake. They don't want to go any further. They've had enough. Yeah. It's really an interesting sort of study that people could do on this sort of thing, I think. So hopefully tonight we'll talk about it a bit and we'll probably try and relate it a bit to being parents too, right? Yeah, of course. And I think, but I think as we've talked about so often, it's, it's what do we need to do, you know, yeah. in, within the dad game and how do we sort of play that role Yep. A, because what we do is an incredibly important model life for our kids. So even if we don't ever then necessarily flick the switch and then do it, you know, specifically for our kids, if we're practicing these things and it's obviously going to, going to help. But yeah, clearly looking for ways um, through this conversation to see how what we can do to be better at accepting our own mistakes and learning from them, et cetera. But yep. then how that we can then, I suppose, help our kids see that. But I've got lots of questions, I'll probably before we get into any of the stuff that we've read. Hmm. So it's so important to be supportive, a supportive parent and a supportive adult yep. around people. But I'm wondering if there's still room at times to highlight, I'll give a scenario that, you know, weekend sport where you know, a lot of parents can, it can be an ugly side of parents where they're yeah. really demonstrative or, or very critical of kids. But let's just say your kid was playing footy on the weekend and they did make a few mistakes or they did something where they might, might've been a little bit, they didn't share with their teammates or they didn't do a little bit of something, you know, where is the opportunity to still be critical or to still have those teaching moments while still being really supportive and while highlighting some of those in brackets mistakes that they might've made, but then coming, you know, that's what I want to sort of, I'm always trying to walk that tightrope. I want to share everything 
yeah. with Allah, you know. Well, you want to teach them to get better too. Maybe that's where the compliment sandwich might come in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it works in all situations. And then understanding that they're little brains and they're, you know, yeah. they're, 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 that you don't want to knock them down or you don't want to have this sort of idea that every time there's, all, there's always a learning thing either because sometimes they just want to go home and be happy that they ran around and got, you know, dirty for a bit kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, uh, to me it's this, it's this constant pull in my own head around if making mistakes is a really important part to learning in life and we want our, for ourselves to be really comfortable with making mistakes, owning those things, learning from them, is how do we really safely and encouragingly highlight mistakes with others, yep. even our partners, like yep. God forbid, right? <laughs> um, it, it's a, you, know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a sticky sort of subject for me because yep. if it's such a good, if it's so encouraged from a, from a learning and, and, and self sort of actualization perspective, yeah. how do you encourage it? without looking like you're someone who's just pointing out flaws or problems. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. Well, you yeah. could ask the kids too. You could say, you know, what did you do really well? What is something you think you could improve on? And then you can say, well, actually something I noticed was maybe next time I think you could try this, or mm. I thought maybe, maybe this was an area we could improve on. You don't have to say it was bad. You can just say, phrase it something like that. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I, I think, yeah. And it's funny these days though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because I've done a bit of coaching and things too. I sometimes obviously have to think about ways to phrase things for different people. And especially these days, we know that obviously even in the professional sporting world now that players are a bit more touchy on the feedback that they get or the way that it's delivered to them. So you've got to be a little bit mindful of the way you say things to people without, you know, them just giving up or shutting down. Yeah. And, and for me, the reason why I sort of wrestle with it a bit is because I'm actually quite good at it from a workplace perspective. You know, one of my leadership styles is very, very good at being able to give feedback and encouragement (laughs) and highlight those things. Although I find out tomorrow if I'm really good at it or not, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, no, but you know, so for me in a workplace perspective, when you have, you know, sort of goals and, and KPIs and these sorts of things, you know, then that's fine. It's more around that kind of idea of that freestyle, that freestyle learning and and more life learning. But yeah, I think in some of the research we did do, and we we can both go through this a little bit, obviously focusing on, you know, sort of why it's important to to make mistakes. And then we sort of went on and and did some research a little bit on how to learn from those things. But the first thing that I sort of came across was that it shows that it's important, like what is important to you. And I think that's probably even more so as an adult and a parent Mm. that if you're, if you're sort of hanging on the idea that I've made a mistake and I want to critically analyze that and what do I need to do to improve, then that's obviously a a thing, an activity or a a situation you put in the, that's important to me basket. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If it's something you make a bit of a mistake and just walk away from it, like, probably not that important well exactly and you yeah. don't need to then re-engage in that activity or re-engage in that situation too much further so that's yep. probably one of those really sort of high level easy sort of things to go oh, fair enough that, that uh, that's an important part of making mistakes yeah well i'm interested to see because we've both done a little bit of reading on this ourselves so where we sort of come or where we agree or where we disagree on some different parts what yeah. sort of areas we come to so some of the things i found or one of the things i found was making mistakes is sort of how you learn not to make them again yeah, And I can't promise that, especially to my wife and to my family. Sometimes I'll make the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. But from now on, I'll be able to say to my wife, I'll say, oh, I'm learning. Okay, allow these mistakes to happen, please. Yeah. See how that goes down. But yeah, so obviously we, we do that. If we make the mistake the first time, and as you said, if it is something that's important to us, we generally don't make the mistake again because we're thinking a little bit more clearly about it. Yeah, absolutely. About it. 
Yeah. See, see, I'd love the, I'd love a, a practice everything. So, yeah. for example, yeah. if I was to, you know, put up a, well, you recently did a fence, and, oh, yeah. um, really well. You know, if I was to put up a gate or put up, <laughs> you know, something, is generally the second attempt I do one of those things. I'm actually, I'm so much better. Like, oh, definitely, on the same, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm yeah, not, naturally. I'm definitely not a pro the second time around, but it, it's a, it, it's a significant step up from first yeah. time around. My wife now even jokes, you know is there a way you can somehow do a, a draft? Like, is there a way? I put <laughs> like a, a practice um, gate. We, yeah, we put a doggy door in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, she's trying to tell me that maybe we should get someone else in to put the doggy door in. No. Because the back door, which has got like a glass panel and then a wood panel, it's a more expensive like yeah. laundry door than, you know, than yeah. a, just a basic one she thought was too expensive to try on. Yeah. Yeah. You should have gone and bought like a cheap door from the hardware store or something or gone yeah. to the tip, found a door and then just practice on it first. That's a great idea. Yeah. So I would love if we all had the time, the money, the whatever. And then I started thinking, this is going to sound horrible, but it's not how I mean it is we need to, it's a great opportunity to offer to help people do things. Just learn. Now I'm not saying so you can practice on <laughs> you can practice on someone else's house for DIY, <laughs> but I mean it does give us that opportunity to to see things and, and learn yeah. things that way, and also meanwhile helping others out. So, yeah. but you're right, learning. I couldn't agree with you more that particularly those conscious efforts where yeah. you you consciously go out to do something, you understand you're going to make some mistakes or you're going to do something wrong, but you sort of go into that whole scenario with the idea that I'm going to learn from all of this and and, and yeah. not be too hard on myself. And, and I love that idea. I wish yeah. I'd had a practice post to work on in the fence first before I put that fence up the other week. But yeah, that's a really good idea. And my next point I was going to say was their learning opportunities. So yeah. making a mistake, it's the, as we said earlier, it's the age old saying that yeah. you learn from your mistakes. So yeah, or somebody else's mistakes. Yeah, and that and that's why that I'm person make the mistakes first. That's why I'm convinced my second marriage is going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if we hadn't bothered to have a second kid, you know that would have been amazing too. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, poor Ella, she's the one. She's the trial. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. Yeah, the learning. Yeah, exactly. I think those go, they go hand in hand. We've talked often about the idea of, you know, how to practice mindfulness, how to be present, mm. um, how to take a moment, those mini meditations, you know, for everyone who wants to go back and listen to all those episodes, please do. Bump please up do. the ratings. Yep. Um, five stars, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, whatever. Um, but, uh, it, it's this idea of understanding and appreciating that you are going to make mistakes or people around you are even going to make mistakes and that this is all an environment that is good. It's really an opportunity to be positive and patient yep. with yourself. I think by extension of others. that with others. Yeah. And, and it's a real great opportunity to do two things that we've spoken about recently is, is that mindfulness place. So really be in touch with what you're doing in that yep. moment. And yep. that's how you're sort of going to learn, but also take that opportunity to sort of look around and, and be grateful as well that we get to do these things. We get to try, we get to, you know, and if the mistake doesn't kill you or kill others, yeah, that you, you've got this opportunity to sort of to develop yourself. So not just learn about the activity you're doing or the situation you're in, but learn much more about yourself, you know? Yep. And I am absolutely a kicker, a swearer, <laughs> um, a stomper when it comes yeah. to and a oh my god I'm a sweater 
I, okay. yeah, I yeah, get yeah. like it's horrible. <laughs> like people listening must have this horrible picture of me. This shiny headed, sweaty guy. This shiny, <laughs> sweaty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I do get really like my anxiousness around making mistakes and getting things wrong and things taking longer than they should. Yep. You know, bubbles up literally <laughs> and overflows out of my forehead. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But well, no, talk- it is. Yeah. I like that you mentioned and we mentioned that we need the patience with other people too, because as you said, if it doesn't kill you or it doesn't completely ruin the whole project that you're working on or whatever, you've got to look at people's intentions. And most Mm. of the time people don't mean to make the mistake. People don't mean to send the wrong email or to spell something wrong or not be able to read an email out um, address or something like that. So we, um, there's a little joke. What is it? Listeners go back. Oh, don't even try. Yeah. So yeah, obviously people aren't doing that on purpose. And if it doesn't, doesn't kill you, it doesn't ruin the whole thing. And they haven't been making the same mistake over and over again. Give them a chance. Give yourself a chance. Okay. Um, And along, along with that sort of idea of, you know, being patient and, and those elements with ourselves is that it can inspire and motivate you and others, which is, incredibly important for our kids to see but also important for us to help motivate and inspire our kids because as parents we know and as your kids get older Jono and get to Mm. about Ella's age you're going to see that it's very very difficult to inspire and motivate in fact it's very very difficult to not embarrass them (laughs) Um, but but if this idea of you know being really comfortable patient kind willing to to make mistakes and then learn from them and improve from them. There is, I think kids definitely would feel that inspiration about their parents if they sort of see them come through that. Yep. And, and I know for me, like some of the the moments where I sort of looked to dad as a hero yep. was probably after I saw him fail in a yeah. sense. Yep, yep, so yep. really struggle with a DIY project or really struggle with a decision-making process. Mm-hmm that a few weeks later was a success. Yeah. I look back at that and think, yeah, they're probably those moments where I looked at dad with the cape on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point actually. And my kids are going to see me fail many times. And if, <laughs> if they uh, remember some of the things that have happened in their early life already, they already have seen me fail quite a bit. So. And it's probably yeah. an important lesson to sort of say that it's, it's not, I think making mistakes and failing is, is one element. We have to be comfortable that we can do that. Yep. But I suppose if we get into the habit of <laughs> making fail. mistakes, but never then, <laughs> never then learning from stepping it. up to the challenge and yep. then learning from it is our parents, our kids <laughs> might just go, oh, dad's a failure. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's another one I found. I don't know if you've come across this one or not, but um, I found this was a pretty good point. It, it's a bit the opposite of that one, but it's mistakes help keep us grounded. Yeah. So if you are going pretty well in life or you're swanning around at your job doing, thinking you're the, you're the bee's knees, and then all of a sudden you make a mistake, it probably catches you up. You think, oh, well, actually, I, I took some corners there or I mm. really didn't put in the effort there and, and actually that came back to bite me. So, yeah, It probably highlights the fact that you, if, if you are swanning around and, and everything is easy is that you're also, you do, you, you're probably not going to be in a position to inspire others because you're well within your comfort zone. Yeah. And yeah. It, there isn't a challenge now and you're probably, you know, playing in the lower leagues, so to speak, and, and not giving mm. yourself that sort of, that opportunity. So, and I think, whether consciously or unconsciously kids would pick up on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and another one that I think is a, is a good one to sort of uh, sum up on or finish up on for this sort of style of uh, part of the topic is it, it 
Making mistakes helps you practice empathy and compassion. Yeah. So if you've made the same mistake that someone else has made, you're going to actually feel the same way or understand how they're feeling. You can probably go and help them with that and vice versa. Yeah. So I think that was a really nice thing that sort of tied in with what we're all about. Yeah. On this podcast. Well, absolutely. And, and it's compassion with yourself. It's compassion with others. Mm. And from a parenting, like we've got a few mates who are new parents. Yeah. And, and I've seen those, those that are listening would know who I'm talking about. I think they're doing awesome job. You know, it's so great to, to see out and about, you know, with, with one month, two month old kids, you know, they're, they're having mm. a coffee or something like that. Not the kids, yep. but the parents, um, <laughs> but you know, there is, as we sort of said earlier, there's this crippling sense of, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it right, but yeah, you know, if you surround yourself with people who have, have also made little mistakes and who have also pushed through issues and, and they've gone their own learning journeys, you will be surrounded also by empathy and compassion Yep. And if we give that empathy and compassion to people, we give them the opportunities to keep being themselves and keep yep. trying. And I know, you know, it is hard because everyone's got an opinion and there's a right oh, and a yeah. wrong way. And even if there's a right way that someone else says, no, there's, you know, that's going to, yep. don't use, you know, some you know, parents yeah. who are trying their best and using, you know, throwaway nappies or whatever, you know, mm. um, oh, that's bad for the environment. Well, hang, do you know what? Just yeah. for a second, call it on that. Yeah. Let these, let this poor mum and dad, or let these poor parents just get through what they need to get through. Yep. You know, and that's where this idea of what is a mistake as well. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, we've got to be really careful on what is a mistake in this space too. I know we've just been talking about it for half an hour or so, but, <laughs> but what, you know, are these things really critical or are they just nothing? Yep. And I know for us, you know, we went through it. There was lots of conversations when Ella was born around. Are we using wipes? Are we using, you know, does she cry or not? Does, does she not? You know, all these conversations yeah. that parents have to go through and and you feel like you're, oh, I'm doing things wrong. But at the end of the day, none of those things were actually mistakes. They were just our no. style. Well, we, um, I, in the research, I don't think we were going to talk about this tonight, but one of the things that I came across was just for parents to just go with your gut. Yeah. Because on what you were saying, there's so much information out there. So pick and choose what works for you. Every kid's different. Every situation's different. Every parent's different. You yep. can take as much advice as you want, but in the end, you've just sort of got to go with what works for you and your family and, and just yeah. go with your gut. And, yeah. and that will probably be the best thing that you can do. I, I have a theory, right? I, I've never, I don't think I've ever really said this out loud, right? No. But I've got this theory this that, good. That, yeah, no. <laughs> that, that that ends up happening anyway, right? Because yes. there are that many more books about you know the first month of having a child yep than there are about when children are 10 years old oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and the reason one of the reasons why i think that is is because after the first month six months you know two years parents are going with that they learn to go with their gut yeah. and no book will tell them no. what to do next yep unless unless you've got severe sort of problems going of, on and you're, well, you're reaching out yeah yes. i agree, uh, yeah. I unless, agree. unless problems then exist that are that are different to just parenting yep. your kid like I, yep. I couldn't agree with you more but that's my sort of theory on that is that after the first few months you realize yeah yeah cool titbits everywhere that's great mm. actually titbits is a, probably a product you can buy when your kid's one years old. Um, but, anyway. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you just end up learning to go with your gut because there isn't that as many books about, you know, what to do with your 10 year old. No, I feel um, like um, a Ted talk coming on, mate. You just nailed it. 
Yeah. So yeah, now there. the other thing we wanted to sort of run through a little bit because we've sort of why, why making mistakes important and we've done yeah. you know that recent. But then how do you learn from your yes. mistakes? And I think yeah. we're both probably reading from the same website on this one that we, yeah. we had a look at, which was Mind Tools, which is it, which is a great um, web page for these sorts of things. But the first one we had on how to learn from those mistakes, and I, I love this one, but it's it's about how you sort of you know how it actually is talked about it's owning your mistakes yes yeah so it's i think it's so critically different to then just owning up to them yep so you know if we teach yeah, our kids if we teach our kids to own up to you know just to be honest just tell me if you've done drugs i don't know whatever yeah <laughs> you can tell the frame of mind i'm gonna be yeah, oh, no. as a teenager yeah but not just owning up because that that is like a one-sided thing where they tell you something and then they wait for your retort. Yep. It's owning it. So it's being willing to be in it and understand the whatever consequences might be for those things. But, and if we do that as, well, first of all, it's just, you win a lot of friends, I reckon. Yeah. You yeah. really do, particularly in a work uh, environment or, you know, friend and family environment. If you can um, be really honest and upfront and vulnerable about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've always said that too. Like you become more endearing to people. I, we don't get political on this show, but I'd love our politicians to sometimes come out and go, yeah, we probably got that wrong. Mm. You know, we, at the time we didn't know any better. We tried this, we tried that. And people are like, oh, yeah, but they won't get voted next time. I said, well, I don't know. I think I'd be much more on, on to somebody if they said, you know, we made mistakes, but we're learning from it and we're trying this instead. We had the best intentions at the time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So little things like that. And I know that coaches and things too, there's nothing worse than someone who just, keeps going on with their mistake and trying to make it look like it wasn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and love that. I think it's more than saying sorry. Yeah. You got to think do some, about it. to me, yeah, it's it's and it's more than yeah, as I said sort of just sort of owning up. It's much more around owning it and then sort of almost in that same frame of mind or that same sentence kind of starting to work on how you how you look to improve, if that yeah. makes sense. So always got that from the footy coach as a junior, didn't you? If you make yeah. a bad kick, go and fix it up yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's what everyone would just chase the footy around. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm reading for the same thing pretty much as you here. So I also found that reframing the error yeah. is a really good way to to improve. So how you view your mistakes determines the way that you react to them yeah. and what you do next. And we've talked about this before about sort of flipping the narrative and changing the way that you're looking at something. And it's actually, once you learn how to do it, it becomes a really sort of easy tool to do. Oh, it really does. And, and that's where that mindfulness sort of stuff comes into things. And, it, yeah. you know, you've got to actually, you've got to be in a position to be able to stop yourself, first of all, in, in any of those negative thoughts. Yeah. And as we've spoken about heaps, and it's almost the, the catch cry of the show, among many others, <laughs> yeah. like don't beat yourself up. Like yes. go really easy on yeah. yourself. Yeah, because if you if you don't get stuck in that kind of vicious cycle of, oh my, I'm a failure. I've stuffed up again. You know, Jackie's going to come home and the doggy door is going to be at the top of the door instead of the bottom, <laughs> which didn't happen by the way, no. but would be hilarious. Right? Yeah, yeah. But Need a show dog to get through that. If you actually don't beat yourself up and don't waste any time on that and spend all of the time after you pause yeah. to reflect on what you did, how you might be able to sort of resolve it. But also, again, how that could be an inspiring or, or purposeful moment for others. Yeah, um, sounds a bit like our go growth, easy. growth versus fixed mindset yep. discussion, doesn't it? 
Yep. Yeah, so always pretty important. Uh, what else have you got? You got anything else in there that was um, well, worth talking a- about? Analyzing the mistake, which which is an interesting category oh, yeah. for me, because yeah. as somebody who has those anxious thoughts and can get stuck in a bit of a a problematic cycle in my mind, yeah, this one for me could become a problem if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if I was to overanalyze a mistake I made, mm. you know, I could get. We'd be doing another episode on you basically tapping me on the shoulder. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Everything yeah. will be fine. And I'll be, yeah. <laughs> but I think part of this one for me, so if I was to talk about the analyzing the mistake, to me, this would be about having a conversation with someone. So it'd be yeah. leaning on my partner or a friend or someone rather than internally analyzing it. Yeah. But, you know, it talks here, there's a couple of sort of dot points to talk about, you know, honestly and objectively. What was I trying to do? What went wrong? When did it go wrong? And why did it go wrong? Yep. And one, I could do this when probably sometimes I respond to Ella poorly. You know, she's yep. frustrating me or if she's not done her chores or something, you know, whatever it might be, or I've gone away from that more encouraging kind of parental style that I would like to do more often. Yep. Rather than because I can beat myself up for that and get really frustrated and I don't like to talk to people about that as often because I feel yeah, right. like I'm a bad parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Whereas if I got into this space more often and went, okay, so what was I trying to do? Trying to make a point. You know, mm. what went wrong? I got frustrated. So that's where I could go back to some mindfulness or some pausing or some whatever. You know, when did it go wrong? Well, when she was being a little shit. <laughs> um, and, and why did it go wrong? Well, she was being, no. Yeah, but, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it, when did it go wrong? Well, maybe because I was tired, it was after work. And, and why did it go wrong? Because, you know, no one was in the right, you know, whatever it might be, yep. really work through those quite kind of openly. Because yep. otherwise, yeah, if it was in my brain, it wouldn't be good for me. No, no fair enough. And well said. Um, I just thought to another one that I just wanted to touch on quickly, is you've got to put lessons learned into practice. So obviously you, you need to do some things. If you keep making the same mistake or something keeps popping up, you might need to change your habits you want to try and avoid, you know, self-sabotage in the future that can sometimes kick in too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll sort of start to reap the rewards and the benefits of implementing better work practices or parenting practices or something like that too. So once you've got the mistake and, and we've done those first couple of points that we've talked about, yeah. once you've had a mistake, I mean, then you want to start putting some things in place. Yeah. So I think you've got a couple of other things that you want to run through around like the mistakes that good parents make. But I suppose if we were to translate this into what we do ourselves, but also how we help our kids and the people around us is that we like, for me, it's really about saying that we're all going to make them. And as part of like the dad game community, I think a a great little challenge or a great thing to throw out there is just to sort of say, you know, let's, let's be willing to hear from and support, but also give our colleagues, our friends, our family, you know, these sort of open and vulnerable and honest conversations about all this sort of the things that, you know, some of the mistakes that we've made. I also think it's, if I'm being really honest, it's the start of some of the great laughs and yeah. great conversations you can possibly have. Like if you look back at your childhood and you're able to be <laughs> really, you know, and some yeah. of the silly things or the things that you, you what were my parents thinking? And, yeah, you know, so, yeah. Um, right. There's, there's, there's some, some of the best stories come out of the mistakes, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So all I, all I wanted to do, I'm wary that we've been going for a little while already, this episode, is that, I just want to say, and this is, I just want to stress this is mistakes good parents make. So not just, you know, this, this happens to everybody. 
and I just got seven points here. There was there was heaps where I did some research and upwards of twenty and thirty, and I thought I'd just put it uh, what's it cut it down a little bit. So yeah. number one I found was dismissing our children's emotions. Yeah. So obviously if they're scared of the dark or the the rain or they're upset about something that for us seems very trivial, sometimes though it is important to actually acknowledge them and have a little bit of a chat to them about it. Yeah. And they actually just get a lot out of us actually stopping and listening and talking to them instead of just brushing them aside because. If they're sitting there scared of the dark or something, that's pretty full on, I guess. If if you're not going to sit there and actually listen to their problem about that, yeah. Uh, number two, oh, this I see this all the time as a, a school teacher, but uh, <laughs> we're guilty of it too. Being more of a friend than a parent. Bill Dunphy. Yeah, that's right. So what a legend is it? Is it that idol? But mm. going over that line a little bit too often. Obviously, you can be friends with your children, but you ultimately are the parent. Yeah. So you're the one that's got to make the tougher calls and you've, you're the one that's got to do the discipline at times, et cetera, and lead by example. So yeah, sometimes you want the kids to like you more, but ultimately I find that that's a little bit more um, detrimental down the track. Uh, number three, refusing to seek outside help when it's warranted. So that the bit I found about that was professional help, but I sort of liken that more to talking to your friends, um, reaching out and say, Hey, you know, such and such isn't sleeping very well, or, you know, they're not eating this or that. How did you get this done? And, trying to drop that stigma of thinking that they're going to, you're going to be judged yeah. for not knowing and, and, and not knowing how to do it or struggling to get that done because I'd put my hand up now and say, I really try hard not to judge people when they say these things about kids, especially. Yeah. And, um, and I'll just add to that. Too, yeah, please do. We do it in a lot of episodes is the professional help that we seek is often seen as, Oh my God, I'm so I'm at my, um, I'm at the end of my tether. Yeah, I now need professional help or, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so low and so down. I now need to speak to somebody. I think we need to really change that narrative to be, yep. look, I can speak to somebody long before that. Yep. We just need to sort of get into that habit that professional help is not a last resort. In yep. fact, it should be one of those really early interventions because the professional might just tell us what you just said, which was, Oh, cool. Yep. Yep. You've got, you've got a handle on things, go and have more conversations with people you trust and, Yep. Hey, if you need another appointment, let's let's have another chat. It doesn't need to be the end game where they're going to save us from. And I, I don't joke about this, but you know, jumping off a cliff like they don't. Yeah. So I think it's really important we stress that that we can use use a professional. And most employers now have EAPs and things that you can go to. Yep. Schools have them. All you know, there, there are many ways to go about seeking that help. Sometimes it's the first conversation. And they yep. might help direct you on how to how to do those things. Yep. Well, I um, often think, like, I just don't really have the time at the moment, but it'll be good to sometimes call up some of those EAPs just for chats. Yeah. Sometimes just to talk through them because I've done it once or twice before where you call up and you basically talk your way through things Yeah. and someone will just be sitting there listening and then you basically solve your own problem or you come to conclusions yourself Yeah. that you've been given that time to talk Yeah. and sort of go around in, in a bit of a circle or come up with your own ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and then you're more willing to, this is my experience, then you're more willing to talk to your partner about the same thing because yep. you've already taught, you, you feel actually energized by the problem. It's like we're talking about when you practice building the gate first and then you build the real one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Now, a few other ones I've, I put in here really quickly was this didn't relate to us too much because our sons eat a lot before our dinner time, mm. uh, my wife and I, but it says failing to prioritize family dinner time, but I also just put in their family time. Yeah. So sometimes people go, oh, you know, it's your family dinner. We'll just, we'll just eat on the couch or we'll get takeaway. We'll all eat at different times tonight. We're too busy. Mm. I've got things to do. But they're the really important times. Yeah, They might be the only time as a family you get to all sit down together and talk about your day. You might have found a 
you know, maybe a conversation that came out of that was super beneficial to everybody or to the person talking about it. So I think, yeah, you can't sort of underestimate sometimes how important those times are. Number five is doing it for them. So when, and I'm, I'm guilty of this at the moment, we're trying to get, obviously Jack can half dress himself and put his shoes on all of that sort of stuff. But when we're rushing, I'm dressing him. Yeah. Or when he's on the toilet, I'm the one rushing him up and washing his hands for him and all of that, where he can do all this stuff. Yeah. And he's learning to do the other things that he can't quite do yet. Because if I let him do it now, he'll be fine. Yeah. And he'll be much quicker at doing it down the track. But at the moment, just because everything's rushed, I'm so guilty of just doing everything for him. Yeah. And cleaning yeah. up and, and dinners and all of that sort of stuff too. So yeah, you probably should um, spend a bit more time getting getting them to do it for themselves. And the last two, disciplining via threats. This was a good one. Instead of logical and natural consequences. So for example, if the kid's talking too much, you say, right, you're talking too much. You're, you're not listening. I'm going to take away dessert. Yeah. Where that doesn't correlate. Whereas if you've made a huge mess, you're the one cleaning up this mess. Yeah. Is a consequence that relates to the problem. Yeah. The mistake. So it makes, yeah. makes much more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. And I mean, those things still work sometimes. You know, you're going to have this iPad taken away if you don't do your homework, mm. sort of thing. But a lot of the time, yeah, you need to have the discipline that needs to correlate to the actual mistake that's been made. Yeah. And the last one, the biggest mistake I think we all make, and that's why we even do this podcast to an extent, is not taking care of ourselves. Yeah. First. yeah. Which we well, can probably, first, but at all. Which we like that, and that that comes in so many forms, yep. physically, mentally, uh, spiritually for some people, all of that. Part of that, we can probably talk a little bit more around uh, in recommendations coming up soon. Yep. But yeah, not taking care of yourselves in, in all those forms. And that sometimes feels selfish and which we've spoken about. And it's probably a topic in itself about being, you know, selfishness is a good thing as a parent, yep. probably is something, but it feels selfish. It feels like you're doing, you know, if you're taking care of yourself, you might not be taking care of others but it's a um it's a reward for effort sort of type of theory isn't it really yep but yeah yep well there is our uh, i'd like to say brief but it's gone on for a while mm. rundown of making mistakes and learning from them yep. so if anybody's got any advice on that or any stories related to making mistakes because there's some good ones out there i'd love if they write into us we'll talk about correspondence soon but yeah hit us up on our instagram or our email or even write us a letter if you're feeling up to it but <laughs> Yeah, give us give us some um, information on making mistakes or learning from mistakes or any advice you've got around that. Okay, now very wary of time for this episode. So I will just handpick a very small amount of correspondence this week and I'll rush through them as quickly as I can. And then we better get on to our recommendation and then, and then get off for the night. So first one, we've got a first time contributor, which is great. Thank you very much to Kath Wilson. Mind you, I, I say thank you very much, but she gave me a shock today because... I opened the photo that Kath sent to us on Instagram and it was a picture of a dog. I'm not sure if it's her own dog or not, but it looked like she'd taken the photo with his head away from the camera. Yeah, He's on his back and there was a giant pair of testicles on this dog right in front of the camera. So yeah. with I the, with the hashtag of, yeah, well, hang on before yeah. the hashtag was there, I had no idea why we were getting this picture. I thought it might've been spam or something, but it was <laughs> a hashtag of um skin cancer check. Yeah. So, so thanks. Yeah. Kath for that one. And then she also put in hashtag mindfulness. Yeah. So they, they go together well. But yes, that's in relation to your story last week. And, and Tim wrote in too about exposing yourself by accident. Yeah. And and let's just say that dog put check. me to shame. Yeah, well. It, Completely. Yeah, we put most of us to shame, I think. <laughs> uh, regular contributor Mick H gave us some 
stick about butchering our email again. So that's two weeks in a row. I'm getting a little bit nervous now because we're going to have to. Do yeah. It so email and um and and spelling on our on some of our um yes, Instagram posts as too. well. Yeah. So. Nothing better than being corrected on your spelling, right? We may need to get an editor, I think, oh. the way that we're going at the moment. Now, we got our weekly rundown from Mick A, yeah. and we don't have all night to read out everything that Mick wrote, but he basically just wanted to thank us or congratulate us on our 30 eps. Yep. He um, referred to me as Rod Stewart last yeah. week, and I, oh, I didn't know what that meant, but then you were quick to inform me that that was the raspy voice, and I yes. never realized Rod Stewart had such a raspy voice. It's not something I took into account very often. Mm. Um, he, he was quite familiar with the hot toddy yeah. that I was drinking last last uh, week, and he, he was quite impressed with the car seat hack too. Yeah, so he said it must be nice that I have four car seats. I do need to say we, we have two new car seats in my wife's car, and I've got two old secondhand car seats. Yeah, so a few people have gotten to me about that. Both, saying, oh, must both be in nice. Lamborghinis, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, just um, in the weekender. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he had a few other things to go um, about there. But we're going to. Run I also time. think it's important to to highlight, and he'll be happy to hear this. We might be retiring the MIA comment. Oh yes, I was meaning to mention that. Yes, yes. He, um, yeah, yeah. He, he's had enough. He's not missing anymore. We found no, him. We found him. In fact, yeah. the irony is, Mick, how could you be missing when you've won the award for the most? contributions <laughs> and if you yeah if you ever just catch a guy getting around with his popped up collar and his yeah. his ugg boots on you'll have found him so it's yep. pretty easy to find mickey okay and if anyone's more interested in mick maybe he needs to start a mickey blog yeah we're, we we're thinking if mickey started a blog on our podcast then people who are time poor although we want everyone to listen to our podcast could just follow his blog because his synopsis or his follow-ups of our episodes are actually quite good yeah, so, they're better than yeah. the episode. Yeah, they're far better than the <laughs> much more, more concise. Yeah. Okay. Well, now for people who have listened to this show regularly, uh, we do a dad hack, and normally we do that as a separate segment to correspondence. But what we've done this week, Alex, who's written in a couple of times recently, given us a dad hack. So we thought we'd do that with correspondence. And Alex has gone old school, and he's he got through to the email. He wrote through. Uh, I think we read it out last week that he sent to five different emails because we sent <laughs> five different <laughs> variations of our email, but this one got to us. Okay, so here's Alex's dad hack. And just a bit of backstory. Alex has two, or two, everyone's got two, twins. So he, um, so he's got one set of four twins. Four kids? Yeah, no, one set of kid, uh, twins. And I think yeah. they, they must be two or three by now. So, okay, here's his dad hack. Uh, this one's for all the new dads out there tuning in. He's seen, and, and I agree with Alex here, that many families have the TV on in the background all day at home. And we've been guilty of this. And their kids don't really take much notice of what's on TV because it's there constantly. So if he or he wants his twins to pay attention to the TV, they often have their TV off for the majority of the day. He said, sometimes they even go a few days without the TV on for the kids. So, and then what they do is when they do put the TV on, it's a really good distraction for the kids slash a babysitting technique. And I was joking with you earlier. It's quite a funny thing these days that we all put the TV on to, we encourage our kids to watch the TV at this time. Yeah. Whereas I absolutely. swear my parents never let me watch TV. So I'm not sure how they did it back in the day, but if we're trying to cook our dinner or we're trying to get things done or some cleaning or something, putting the TV on is a good way to keep the kids in one spot. Absolutely. So yeah, I, he said that they barely put the TV on and then when they do, the kids will sit really still on the couch and hardly take their eyes off it. Mm. So it just gives them a bit of a reprieve from the daily battles of parenting when it's needed. Also not relying on the TV ensures we try to get out of the house or do some activities with the kids so they don't turn into be couch potatoes, hopefully. Fingers crossed. So yeah, Alex is spot on there. That's a really good dad hack. 
we're guilty of that. Like we'll have the TV on. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, you realize the kids have nicked off and they're playing somewhere else and it's still on in the background and they sort of come and go and watch little bits and pieces of it. So, but yeah, we, we have found that if we have it off for long periods of time and give them just a half hour to an hour window at times to watch it, that's usually quite, quite handy. Yep. One more recommendation before we go tonight. Now we don't have a recommendation. We're actually asking people to write into us and we'll yep. give you some avenues that you can do that in a minute for a fitness challenge. Yeah, We've had a so, lot of people sort of talk about your fitness challenges recently and they're sort of after another one. Yeah. And obviously there's been like sort of, I've gone through some various sort of iterations over the last 30 yeah. weeks around, you know, there's an app that I've used and, and, and Ali uses the same sort of thing. And there's a few little things, but I'd love for our podcast to sort of be a place where people might, and, and this is an option and we'd love for people to write in and, and let us know if this is something that they'd want to be a part of as well. But thinking that rather than set a particular fitness challenge for everyone to fit into. So, you know, if we were to set a swimming challenge, we know most listeners won't want to do that or running challenge. Some can't do that. Yep. Maybe it's an opportunity for people to, to be really vulnerable and open and honest with a group of, you know, really friendly, a friendly community and a, a supportive yep. community about their own fitness and health challenge. You know, something along the lines of, I'm, you know, I want to lose 10 kilos. I want to, run alongside my kid when he rides his bike or she rides her bike. Um, I want to be more active or whatever it might be where people might be able to use us as the forum in which they set their own challenge. And then we can sort of on a regular basis be touching base with how people are going and whether it's publicly or or, or privately or whatever. So not sure how people want to, you know, bit of a pick your own and, and sort of make it public. I know for me, that sort of stuff really works. Once I, once I inform people what I'm up to, I feel really motivated to to crack on with it. Makes um, you accountable. So yep. maybe next week I, I might be able to bring something to the table. Next next recording, bring something to the table and be really accountable for that. Yeah. So yeah, if people write in and, and just let us know if if you're happy for us to read it out on on the um, podcast, we will. And we'll we'll you know any any sort of goal is great. We don't mind if you run one k a week a week or if you run you know eleven k's a week. Anything is worth celebrating, I think, especially if it's a if it's a new thing for you. So if you want to do that, guys, our Instagram is at dadgamepodcast. Yep. Yep, I think. And our email is dadgamepodcast at outlook.com. You sure? No. <laughs> but that'll do. Try that on. one and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that's probably not a bad a bad go. It is dadgamepodcast at outlook.com. Is that what I said? I think it was. I wasn't really yeah. listening. No, well, just trust me because we've got it wrong so many times. <laughs> but our Instagram is um, possibly Dad Game Pod. Did I say before Dad Game Podcast? Uh, it's at Dad Game Pod. Okay. <laughs> so if I've said that right every time, don't stress, guys. If I've said it wrong, go with the most recent ones I've just said. <laughs> oh <my laughs> we need God. to get someone to do these reads for us. That's right. Thanks, mate, for another interesting topic and, and discussion tonight. It's been great to see you. Just remember to those people listening, we're coming out fortnightly now. It's yep. just giving us a little bit more time to get some things done in between and maybe even research um, what our email is and, and socials, et cetera. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>